0: You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. Yikes, that was a rough January. It is the first day of February, and... Boy, we have been beaten up for most of 2022. And we're going to talk in a second about what that might mean for the balance of the year. But let's just go back and recap. As of last week, markets were down. Well, when we say markets, we're talking about indices, right? Oftentimes, we're talking about the S&P 500. So at at, at the end of last week, the S&P 500 was down about 7% on the year. Um, now, creeping back up on the last day of January, when I say creeping, it actually was up pretty nicely. Um, but the real notable part here was that the NASDAQ or kind of the tech, he- tech heavy index was down uh, about 12% on the year uh, in January through the end of, end of last week. And so it, it, it has been a tough start, right? There's no doubt about it. And if you're listening to this, you probably know that already. For many others, they will look at their statement in January and wonder what on earth is going on. Um, But we're due. It's time. Uh, We haven't had a meaningful correction in well more than a year. The Evergrande, Chinese Evergrande fiasco in September was the biggest dip we had in all of 2021. The weird part is that it has been so serene right? That's it's this January. Isn't the different part. The different part was last year. Um, one could even argue that the volatility actually began in August or September of last year, right? September bad, October. Great. November. Eh, so, so Get getting December, get a little Santa Claus rally at the end before we go and tank. Then in January, we've been going up and down for a few months now. It's just this big down is the flip side of the same coin of that Santa Claus rally or the rally that we had last October. So the major equity markets finished the week higher last week, even as inflation, higher interest rates, a tighter federal reserve. Um, all of that was weighing on investors' minds. On Friday, investors scooped up beaten down names at the end of the day to kind of lift the averages. Same thing happened again on the last day of January on Monday. Um, so while the S&P 500 index companies have mostly delivered better than expected results during the earnings season, relatively high equity valuations for high growth companies have really added increased volatility to markets. We're getting a price correction. When you're paying too much for something, it's got gravity kind of takes takes hold here and recalibrates things. Interestingly also is that the as that fixed income is lower the Bloomberg Aggregate Bond Index finished lower for the second straight week last week, and high quality bonds continue to be challenged as traders are selling off long-term government bonds and pricing in a more aggressive timetable for Fed rate hikes. So it's ugly. We've just been three minutes establishing that fact. So what could a big down month for stocks in January mean for the rest of the year? And it, I think it's it's kind of noteworthy. stocks made a new all-time high on the first trading day of 2022 but it's been rough ever since as i just mentioned in the end through january 31st the s&p lost 5.3% in january the worst month of the year since 2009 now i hate making references to 2009 because the the economic conditions in january think back to january 2009 everything was a disaster a disaster. And we are not in the middle of a disaster. One could argue we're getting out of a disaster. But it, it's comparing this to January 2009, while legitimate, because it's the worst since then. Also, it's not even nearly as bad as it was in January 2009. Uh, and in fact, it could have been worse. The huge 4.5% rally in the last two days of January checked in at as the best End of month rally since November 2011. So we're doing it again. It's the worst since whatever date and the best since whatever date. It just tells you it's volatile, right? If it's the worst since 2009, but the best since 2011, here's the bad news, here's the good news. It's volatile. And there's an old saying on Wall Street that says, as January, as goes January, so goes the year. And it's widely known as the January barometer. And it was actually first discussed in 1972 by Yale Hirsch of the Stock Traders Almanac. And it actually has a halfway decent track record. Not even just halfway decent, an actually impressive track record. So to put it simply, when the first month of the year was green, bodes well for the rest of the year, and vice versa. And so given stocks closed in the red in January, should should we be worried? Maybe? Well the numbers confirm that when the S and P 500 has been green in January, the index has been up 11.9% on average over the rest of the year. So the last 11 months, and it's been higher 86% of the time. I think that's the more important of the two numbers that I just kind of explained to you. 80, being higher 86% of the time is great odds. Um, who cares how much higher it is as long as it's higher. But when that first month was red, Stocks roll rose only two point seven percent on average over the final eleven months, and we're higher sixty two percent of the time so what does that mean it's much less it's we are higher less often over the remaining eleven months when January is bad, which makes sense because you're you're making you know you're coming off you've lost momentum a little bit but keep in mind if you're higher sixty two percent of the time, you are higher more often than not still it's just You don't have those. You don't have the odds in your pocket, uh, but it's still higher more often than not. And so it isn't all bad news. Also, because you know with stock investing, it's what have you done for me lately? And lately, the January barometer really hasn't been working. I mean, yeah, uh, a lower January is a potential worry for for bulls, but you got to know that the January barometer has actually been broken. In fact, nine of the last ten times stocks were lower in January. The final eleven months with higher. We're higher with some huge gains mixed in. So what if you have a really poor January like we just did? It shows that some weak, continued weakness in February could be in the cards. Uh, and it, there's some stats. LPL, uh, I can post this in the show notes, has shown that after a 5% or greater drop, drop in January, February has been lower six of the last seven times. But longer term, performance over the final 11 months has been kind of muted also. And then since 1950, if we want to go back that far, February tends to be one of the worst months of the year, with only September being worse. So I think we're encouraged by the big reversal in stocks last week. I think stocks are in the process of forming a bottom. Usually when you, we have those intraday swings like we had, that's what a bottoming process starts to look like. But the truth of the matter is that this year is going to be a lot more volatile than last year. Last year wasn't volatile. That's like saying interest rates are are going up, but they're not going to be high, right? They're going from nothing to something. Um, we're going from no volatility to probably average volatility, maybe even better than average volatility. So as investors, as we're forward-looking, we've got to buckle up our seatbelts. This, if this first month is any indication, it is going to be a rocky ride in 2022. This is something we've been saying for months now. Um and I think even though we will likely finish, finish modestly higher from where we began the year, that's, what, that's my belief at least, um, it's gonna, you're going to have to earn it. The low-hanging fruit, the easy COVID rebound returns are, are, are booked now, and you're going to have to earn those good returns through some fortitude, maybe being a bit opportunistic, and sticking with your plan most of all. So if you're having trouble sticking with your plan, email us at info at fordfg. If you're not working with advisor, an advisor, you probably should be, especially as things get choppy. Last year was a year when do-it-yourselfers looked like the smartest people in the room. But when things start getting sideways, it's easy to destroy your portfolio with some bad practices. Uh, so don't do that. Uh, work with a professional uh, unless you are really good at I, it. I, I say it's like working with a mechanic, right? Unless you really know what you're doing with your car, you're not going to go change your brakes. Go have a professional do it. Same thing. Your money is as important as your car, so have a professional that you work with to help you figure this out. As we, we really do, we've are gonna we got a midterm election. Russia is trying to start World War III. Um, we've had a rough January, which kind of reduces the odds of a positive year over the next 11 months. Um, it's time to get serious, get down to business, uh, and work with an advisor. So I'm going to leave it there. I look forward to talking to you next week, hopefully after a heck of a run to start February.
1: The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with, and securities are offered through, LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principle. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.